Hello all you movie lovers out there and welcome to episode 8 of Movie Relics. This week we look at the upcoming release Godzilla 2 King of Monsters. We have a guest chat with all things Godzilla and in frame by frame we look at how CGI is impacted films. So let's get to it. We're here this week to talk about our coming upcoming movie, Godzilla King of Monsters. And with me today, we've got Daniel, our resident Godzilla expert. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for being here, Daniel. No worries. Thanks I hope you've me. got some um, good Godzilla facts to share with us. Yeah, so. so let's talk about the movie, Godzilla King of the Monsters. So this is the IMDb plot for this movie, which is the sequel to, I guess, America's second attempt at doing Godzilla. So, this new story follows the heroic efforts of the cryptozoology agency Monarch as its members face off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla, who collides with Mothra, Rodan, and his ultimate nemesis, the three-headed King Ghidorah. When these ancient subspecies, thought to be mere myths, rise again, they all vie for supremacy leaving humanity's very existence hanging in the balance. Pretty epic film. Sounds, sounds it. Sounds like it. As I said, there's uh, lots at stake here, and it's um, really good to see some of these older characters being brought back into the into the into uh, this new version of Godzilla. Yeah, kind of looking at the trailer, it looks like we're going to be given a bit of an origin story for these characters that didn't really have one in the origin in the original movies mm. yeah well certainly in the um terms of the godzilla movies they said some of these have had their own films in the past but um they said that what they've sort of just come into the godzilla universe as such and then yeah no i said they've disappeared for a long time but they said it's great they're coming back and they said it's going to be a real spectacle i think so have all three of those monsters I just listed, Mothra, Rodan, and King Ghidorah, they've all had their own movie series? I think, um, as I said, Mothra and Rodan certainly had. King Ghidorah was more of a uh, creation for the Godzilla films. Okay. So it was an ultimate bad guy, whereas Rodan and um, Mothra just came in on yeah. their own spin-offs and they all okay. uh, merged them together. Okay. I'm glad you're here because my knowledge of these characters is limited to that South Park episode where they had all of those interviews. Seen that one? Uh, no, I no. <laughs> I was thinking of the, the end of the Simpsons episode where they're all in the plane and they're all oh, yeah. they're all grabbing them. Wasn't that Godzilla vs. Panda Bear or something like that? Oh, they might have been. Yeah, I don't know. My my yeah my my knowledge is based around that South Park episode where Sidney Portier turns into Rodan. So. <laughs> Yeah, luck- luckily we're here to talk about the original films and, and kind of put them to pace with the new films that America keeps unleashing on us and mm. probably offending a fair few Japanese uh, filmmakers along the way. Mm. So can you tell us a little bit about Godzilla's origin, those first stories and those first films where we possibly saw the rubber suit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're, the original film came out in 1954, and this is, of course, following on after the uh, events of World War II, the atomic bombs being dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. 
and there was obviously this very big fear in Japan of the fallout from these nuclear weapons. And uh, another little um, incident that happened just before the films were made was um, the the uh, hydrogen, uh, hydrogen bomb testing yeah. in Bikini Atoll. And a fishing boat uh, got inside the exclusion zone and basically got covered in all this radioactive ash, which ended up with them getting radiation sickness. The fish Jeez. were corrupted. Um, and, yeah, in the end, they said, again, it just added to that fear of the dangers of nuclear weapons. And mm-hmm. basically this led to the filmmakers, when they were developing Godzilla, making him as this representation of the dangers of nuclear weapons. So... We've got. We've been testing uh, nuclear bombs. Mankind has been doing all these things to the environment. Well, this is the environment fighting back. This is what's come of our actions. So Godzilla was originally like this mutated reptile from these nuclear events. Mm. I think in one iteration, he's, he's been a. He was a dinosaur that survived <clears throat> past the uh, extinction event. And in the, in the original, it's really never touched upon. He said okay. he he is there. They speculate, but they don't necessarily bring that up. He said he's just this irradiated creature who mm. breathes radio, uh, radioactive fire, emits radiation, and obviously just destroys everything he walks through. Okay, and, and he, he always destroys somewhere in Japan? Like, it's, it's a very... Is it localized around Japan? I know it's a Japanese character, but does he go anywhere else? Uh, look, typically it said it's, it's Japan. Okay. It said there, there are moments where he's on other places, and again, maybe islands off Japan, not necessarily like, say, Tokyo, where he's probably best known for... Yeah, rampaging, and then, but he has popped up in other places. He said he's been to Sydney once. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said it said didn't end well for the Opera House, but no. he said it was uh, it was a bit of fun. Okay, okay. So, so Godzilla at the very beginning, I you hear so much about the the rubber suit. Was there an actual actor or a man or a stunt guy in Godzilla? Yep, they said, and it continued to be that way until just very recently said majority of Godzilla films have had a stuntman inside. Um, and you can wow. imagine what some of those original suits were like. They said these things are huge. Yeah, yeah. Said I, I read somewhere, they said one of them, the original one weighed like nearly 100 kilograms. Wow. So you can imagine what it did to the poor guy who was inside. He's, I'm just imagining all these, all the practical effects going off around him, like the flashbangs and things like that mm. as things destroyed. I wonder if it actually melted some of the suit. Oh, probably. <laughs> said, but you can imagine it. said that you got that. You've got this poor little guy who's in this suit. You've got yep. wires. You've got everything going through it to oh, yeah. move different parts of the Godzilla suit around. And then there's this guy mm. who's probably just sweating, sweating his balls off. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but now that you mention it, like he wouldn't have been able to move a lot of the limbs. He would have mostly been walking and a bit ahead. So you would have had someone what doing the tail, doing the arms, yeah, doing well, the jaw, and that's it. But you also got to think the original film came out in 1954. So how oh, wow. how good were the robotics then to even do that, or yeah. was it somebody inside literally moving <laughs> everything around? Said it, it's unreal. Wow. Okay. And this all came because you know originally they wanted to make uh, you know the stop motion technique where oh, they yeah. do one frame at a time, which um, sort of came from the King Kong film. They oh, were yeah, sort of inspired yeah. by that. Just took too much time, mm. too much money. And so yeah. this was the cheaper option. Wow. And just said, to do that and combine it two together. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Yeah, and that's basically they just kept going with it. And so, is Godzilla in the original film? In in this new film, Godzilla: King of Monsters, we we're, we're being led to believe that Godzilla is the protector. He was the guy we were rooting for in the last one. Mm. 
Is that the same in the originals? Was he the protector or something different? Not originally. Um, I think you'd say that Godzilla was more like just a force of nature. Okay. So you think you said it's like uh, an earthquake's not evil or a hurricane's not evil. Mm. He's just this you know huge creature. He just came onto land and he just destroyed everything that was in front of him. Said that's how he started. Okay. And then the um, company that was making it started realizing that their big audience was children. Started to move him from this more villainous, I suppose, antagonistic role towards a more of an anti-hero, and then finally a hero. Mm. And that's um, where they started getting really cheesy and camp. Oh, okay. Really? So you said you sort of lost the serious overtones of the original film for a bit more of a child-friendly film. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you don't have to go far on YouTube to find videos of Godzilla versing someone playing basketball. Mm. Like, so that was obviously the the child-geared ones. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. And so I guess as Godzilla became the protector, that's when we see all these other monsters start to appear because Godzilla needs something to protect. Well, he has the city to protect, but he needs someone to fight to defend it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And said, like, you know, if you know the history with the films, some of them aren't that way inclined. They're not like um, Mothra is not an antagonistic character. Like okay. King Ghidorah is very much so. Yeah. So they said they've had, they've had fights and that, and that's possibly things like Godzilla and Mothra is when you're getting that transition. So Godzilla is not necessarily the big bad guy, but he's not a good guy at this point. Okay. As I said, so they're just fighting off because they're two big monsters. Yep, yep. But, um, as I said, but Mothra certainly isn't the bad guy in those films either. So. Okay, so King Ghidorah is really, I guess, out for that um, being the, the ultimate successor, the supremacy that we're, we're seeing in this new film. The Alpha, yeah. Alpha Predator. Yes, yeah, that's it, yeah. Mm. Okay, so it gives us a bit of an understanding about Godzilla. I read somewhere that Godzilla's original name was not Godzilla. It was Go- Gojira? Yeah, so yeah? That, that's the Japanese name for him. So okay. Gojira, um, combination of some animals in there, I believe. It said, I, it said, I have no idea with the Japanese, but it said, I think the words for gorilla and whale were put together. Oh, really? Yeah, so... <laughs> Godzilla, the, a big gorilla whale. Okay. Well, if you, th- if you think about it, like, you know, you've you got the power of a, go- of a gorilla yeah. and the fact that he can swim underwater and live underwater. So okay. the, whale, the whale traits there as well. And whales are huge. Yeah, so, yeah. So. Okay, that makes sense. Hmm. I've also seen the name broken up into, like, God, as in Godzilla is of God-like, and then Zilla is the more reptile side of him. So mm. a God, God reptile in a way. But it's, it's interesting that that name... Gojira, I think I'm pronouncing it right, yeah. is was based in the originals because I remember the American reboot, the very first time America tried to kind of rebrand this Godzilla and bring it to the mainstream Western cinemas. That was what he was called. I remember that, you know, that, that iconic scene where the guy's on the fishing boat with the lighter in front of the, the old fisherman who goes, tell me what you saw. Gojira, Gojira. Mm-hmm. Like... That was laughed at when yeah. that movie came out. I was like, he's not Godzilla, he's Godzilla. But yeah. it was literally paying, paying homage to those original original films. Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. And, is it, and this is not the first time that Godzilla has come to America is oh, no? in those ones there. Because um, the original film was actually redone and released to an American audience. And, it said, and that's ah. where, that's more or less, I think the name Godzilla came when it went from Japan to America. 
Okay. They said to make it a little bit more you know, friendly to the American audience. And they have American actors when they did that, or was it dubbed? Uh, they originally did a dubbed version. Yeah. Did it didn't get very far. And no. then, so what they did is they, they hired um, an actor, uh, Raymond Burr, okay. and they shot a whole lot of new scenes with him and some Japanese actors in America and a couple of lookalikes. Yeah. And they took the original film, they cut out massive portions of it, <laughs> and they stuck these new scenes in there. And the big thing there was they actually took out... Because the original Godzilla film does talk about a lot of the dangers of hydrogen bombs and things like yeah. that. Which is all the things that the Americans had done to Japanese in World War Two. Yeah. All well, the Americans did. I was just wondering. If, yeah. They, they didn't want to see that. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to hear about all the atrocities they that had come from those events. So they took all those elements out and they replaced it with these other ones. Oh, okay. So that's where we see kind of the mythos of Godzilla changing because mm-hmm. of... Wow, it's all laced in with that, that hydrogen bomb, that nuclear bomb. Yeah. So where do you stand on the American films? Let's put that one aside, the, the reboot, and actually let's, let's talk about the, the proper starting from scratch. We've got two American reboots. We've got the first one, which was um, with leading actor Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. We've got the second one, which was leading actor Brian Cranston. I'm not sure you could call him leading actor. I mean, he was only in it for 20 minutes, but... Uh, let's start with Matthew Broderick's one. Yeah, yeah. Godzilla as the mutated reptile from the Galapagos Islands. Yeah. How, how do you see that film compares? Well, I think I said, I remember seeing it, you know, I said I was a teenager. And they said, look, it was fun to watch, mm-hmm. as I said at the time. But as I said, as I got older, I got more involved with the other Godzilla films. You suddenly realize that, no, nah, this isn't Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. As I said, um, as I said, it's fun. He's Godzilla in name only. Mm. As I said it doesn't have that deeper uh, meaning behind it with the uh, nuclear element. Yeah, um, it, it is touched on, but it certainly isn't covered mm. as well in this one. I mean, he doesn't breathe fire. Yeah, I was curious. I, that was one part I was thinking of. Is like in the new film, especially you look at the poster of Godzilla, King of Monsters, and he is breathing that atomic fire, atomic blast, that blue energy. Yeah, in the first American reboot with Matthew Broderick, they tried to kind of simulate that where Godzilla would kind of do a massive roar and things around him would explode to kind of show that fire. But yeah, you're right. He didn't do much. And that's the other thing. If you remember watching that film, Godzilla is running away from Mm. all of these helicopters and that. And and if you've seen any other Godzilla film, it doesn't happen. He he doesn't run away. It's said because these things don't bother him. Yeah. And it's said, so... He's running away from them. He's not breathing fire. He's not Godzilla. Yeah. And the whole film is them trying to work out his animal instinct, you know, mm. finding food, making a nest, and mm. it's kind of like they took the god out of the Zilla. Yeah. Just, just a reptile in the end. Yeah. As I said, and uh, Japan got their payback on that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yep. They, they brought that character back for one of their Godzilla movies much later on. Okay. Yep. Had a fight with the their version of Godzilla. Lasted 10 seconds. Oh, God. How did he kill him? Uh, threw him into the opera house and blew him up with atomic breath. What, what do we do to them? Mm. Why, why just... Oh, well. Anyway. Uh, something got to get blown up. <laughs> okay, so let's jump forward to the, the second American reboot, the one with Brian Cranston and... Um, I can't remember the actors' names, but there was the actor who played Quicksilver and the actress who played Scarlet Witch as our secondary leads. Mm. Um, we also had um, a few other characters in there who were part of the mon monarch yep. agency who kind of gave us that asian that japanese feel to it and gave us a bit of the origins but 
how was Godzilla's looking that one compared to the original? Oh, much closer. Yeah. Said we didn't have that giant iguana looking thing. He said, mm. said, yep, he, they've taken the original idea of Godzilla. He's much bulkier. I yes. must admit, in some of those proportions, you look and go, okay. <laughs> but he said he's certainly got the screen presence there, and he certainly does fit the bill. Yeah. So. You can see in that one, like, he, that that what you just mentioned about Godzilla not caring about anything, like mm. those scenes where he's swimming through the ocean and just that massive like dinosaur plates on his back, mm. and he's just swimming among boats and boats are getting destroyed and he doesn't even know what's going on. He's just like like there is that kind of element to it where I, I don't care, I, nothing bothers me, and that seems to be. Um, I, you know, in homage to the original films. Yeah. You know, going back to that original one. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. But you, you're looking at this thing. This is like, what, a hundred plus meter mm. high creature. Said a tiny little boat is not going to slow it down. Yeah. And said, so, he, and it said, it's the thing there. He's there to fight these other big monsters that he doesn't care about tiny little humans. Yeah. Said he's going through, he's doing his, he's got to do his business. Yeah. So. And it's all about balancing balancing the world is is kind of the the premise of this film when when one of these other monsters or beasts arise and and the balance of the earth becomes in jeopardy that's when godzilla will rise to to equal it out the great protector Hmm. so they're kind of building on that mythos from the original of the protector the the god the supreme monster that um what were you saying Uh, a list no he was saying something different i can't remember the the top the alpha alpha, alpha that's yeah. what it was and I like the fact that it said they didn't try like and they've done it in the past where he's there to save humanity he's not there to save humanity mm. he, he's there, as you said he's the earth's protector in, yeah. the, in that film there he's saving the earth it doesn't care about us yeah he said he's there to, you know to deal with the bigger problem yeah and yeah. said not not these tiny little <laughs> humans who are causing all these other problems yeah so when these other two beasts come up that's him yeah yeah okay and so that that seems to be the premise of this new film is these three beasts are coming and godzilla rises again or i guess he rises again in the in the last film he returned by all accounts he returned back to the center of the earth to recharge himself hmm. that that was what we were led to believe um but it's it's really I'm really interested by the movie studio's commitment to this character now. You know, like obviously with the Matthew Broderick one, they had enough momentum and enough creative uh, power to think, okay, this could become a sequel. We saw those dinosaur eggs or, or reptile eggs mm. at the end. Sadly, that film was a bust. But this new film, they've set it up to create a, a monster universe. And not only do we have Godzilla and Mothra and Rodan and King Ghidorah, we have the connection to the King Kong film, mm. uh, Kong Skull Island, uh, which was, I don't know if you remember, it was the one with Samuel L. Jackson. It was reviewed pretty well. Everybody seemed to like it. I think some of the only problems that people had was that Samuel L. Jackson just couldn't let go of his issues <clears throat> with Kong and that Kong was probably too grounded in reality. He didn't have that supremacy to him, that godlike. And so as we see in 2020, we're going to have Godzilla versus King Kong. Are they going to elevate King Kong to Godzilla's level? Mm. I mean, if they don't, we're going to have this supreme monster that balances out Earth who can breathe atomic fire versus a big ape. Yeah. You know, like Godzilla, um, 
King Kong doesn't really have any powers. Hmm. He's, he's a big monkey. I guess he's got the intelligence. Yeah. But if Godzilla is the protector, you would start to think he's got that intelligence as well. Yeah. He's not this mindless beast. So has Godzilla and King Kong ever versed each other in the originals? They did. They did. It was one in their earlier films. Um, they said terrible rubber suits. <laughs> I have to admit they were awful. King Kong's is atrocious. Oh, okay. He had one too, yeah? He had one too. Um, and, yep, they fought. It was in the early 60s. King Kong won that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't kill Godzilla because that doesn't happen. No. Not no. too often anyway. Um, but yeah, I think this is what be a remake 50 odd years in the making. Wow. As I said, you know, Godzilla's 65 and, God, and King Kong's yeah. even older. <laughs> so. So I wonder if they'll even make reference to the first fight. Well, that, that could be it. And yeah. said, um, and if I'm correct, it said there's a little scene right at the end of Skull Island, isn't there? And you see pictures of these creatures all fighting. So it's obviously happened at some point. Yeah. Past. Yeah. So this, the, at the, the end of Skull Island, you see reference to all three of the monsters that we're getting in King of Monsters and King Kong. But the fact that they're on Skull Island mm. where King Kong originated stands to reason that perhaps some of them battled there or yeah. 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 And humanity's seen it all before, yeah. which I think is an interesting concept. So yeah, they've they've definitely left the door open to to delve into that and and really connect it with the original films, which mm. will only bring more fans on board. Yeah, and, it. and they do like to you know throw their little nods in there from mm. that, like even things like the you know in the Godzilla film from twenty fourteen, the roar. Yeah, it's not far a far cry from the original. Yeah, like I said just these little nods here, just to go. Yep, yeah, we know oh. we know what came before. Thank you very much. Yeah. That roar in, in the in the Brian Cranston one is such a good roar, like mm. those scenes. But my favourite part, I think, is when he charges up his back and to do the atomic blast. Oh, and that yeah. sound as all of the plates go that iridescent blue and then he just projects it. It's like all the background noise around him just drops away mm. and you're just in awe. It was, yeah. But it was certainly because, you know, it was that moment. You, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming and then it just <laughs> starts and you just go... Uh, here we go. Yeah. As a fan, you're probably like gearing for that, oh, you know? Yeah. Grin from me to here. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you see Godzilla King of Monsters going down? Do you think it'll be a hit? Well, look, I said they certainly spent enough money on it. And they said, and it looks, from the trails, it looks epic. Mm. And they said, and they said the 2014 film did pay the respect. And I think to the originals, and that's why I think it was so successful. Yeah. And it looks like they're continuing to do that. Which angle they go with this, I'm, I'm really interested to see. We're touching on that. Is these monsters arising because of Godzilla? Is this what's going to cause Godzilla to come back again? I don't yeah. know. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, because you need that that complex story around it. Otherwise, the the motivation of these characters really isn't there. I mean, there's only so long you can watch two monsters fighting with no outcome around mm. it. You know, it's, is anyone kind of going? Geez, I hope Godzilla wins. I hope King Ghidorah wins. Like there has to be a stake, something at stake. Yeah, yeah. But we know Godzilla's going to kind of come out of it somehow. Yeah. So he can be in this 2020 film. Yeah. Hopefully, it comes out strong. Hmm. I was going to say. Yeah. Well, but maybe that's how you solve your issue with how does King Kong fight Godzilla? Maybe Godzilla gets the crap beaten out of him. Maybe. Is it just not up standard? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Godzilla ends up on Skull Island. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot there. There is. Yeah. They've done an interesting thing with the trailers. We haven't really seen much about the monsters, which is good. Mm. I think the more they do that, the better. Yeah. And yeah, 
So you see it as being a hit? I think it will be. Yeah, I think, I think so too. Don't know if it will be as good as as big as the one that came before it, but it said it certainly will pull a uh, plenty of crowds. Mm. I, I'm of the same opinion. I, I don't have I'm don't have the invested. I'm not as invested as you because you've seen all these original films, but I like the fact that a film studio has the confidence in it to put another film after it, mm. even when this one hasn't been released. I don't even think they've done um, initial reviews or initial reactions yet and it's great when they finally give creative teams writers producers that confidence to say look we believe in you keep going with this story this one's going to be good even if it's not you've got the next one and mm. I, I really hope this is a success so we see more film studios doing that because you know the last thing we want is for another universal studios mummy thing to occur mm. where they had the mummy they were setting up all the other monsters for the universe. The mummy sucked, and all of that just fell to the wayside. Yeah, you know, I, I hate when that happens. So. Yeah, well, maybe said so they, you know, they need to take a bit of a lesson from what Marvel's been doing. Yeah, obviously. Well, doesn't everybody? I mean, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's the direction they're sort of going with this. I think. I think the big thing they said that will lead to hopefully the success of this film is being that the company that made it, Toho, the original Godzilla. Yeah, they. Saw the 1998 film, hated it. Mm-hmm. Saw the 2014 film, loved it, gave them their blessing. So I think that shows you that these filmmakers, they're on the right nice. track. They know what they're doing. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. Let's hope they can do do mm. a tribute to Godzilla. So if you wanted to catch it, it comes out on May 28th. And definitely make sure you listen to the Movie Relics pod- podcast, either before the film or after film to give you a little bit of extra information about that amazing film you just saw. Godzilla has been gracing our screens for more than 60 years. During this time, we've seen in these films the progression of cinema history. In particular, the special effects techniques that bring Godzilla to life have changed considerable from a man in a rubber suit stomping around tiny Tokyo to CGI visual effects. Let's take a look at how CGI has affected film. Godzilla's first outing in 1954 was a practical affair, with a man wearing a rubber Godzilla suit with miniature buildings crafted in intricate detail. In this film, Godzilla was depicted as 164 metres tall. This latest Godzilla take has him at 350 feet tall and completely computer generated. New developments in muscle stimulation, rendering and destruction simulation meant that almost everything effects-wise would be created in, in CG, but still pay homage to the original imaging of the character. Let's talk about CGI for a moment and answer the question, is CGI getting better or worse? Now, CGI can be done well if studios follow my five simple rules. Number one, keep CGI the complementary dish rather than the main course. Audiences notice extended CGI in an instant. CGI should be there to support real actors and practical effects. Take the original Star Wars, they did just that, when the prequels were a huge main course of CGI, sadly too big a meal for some. 
Rule number two, keep the physics realistic. When the laws of nature are bent or broken, CGI can be seen easily. Remember the Matrix with Neo fighting hundreds of agents? You can pick CGI Neo so easily. Rule number three, CGI should go unnoticed. Good CGI shouldn't try to impress us, but fool us. It should blend with the real and assist in making it even more real. Remember the lion from Wolf of Wall Street? CGI was used seamlessly to blend the image of the, the real lion walking down the office halls with another image of the office filled with, filled with people. When blended together, it looked so real. Rule number four, show restraint. Less is more in the CGI game. Just cause you can, doesn't mean you should. Compare Indy 1, 2, 3 to Indy 4. CGI is used very differently in these films. Rule number five, commitment to realism. Lazy filmmakers use CGI to fix scenes in post. When this, is when this is relied upon too heavily to rescue a film, the studios haven't done their job. We all remember Justice League and Superman's weird upper lip after they removed that moustache in retakes. When studios, filmmakers and directors follow my five simple rules, we get stories with realism where the acting shines more than the effects. And isn't that what we really want in our films? That's it for Movie Relics this week. Episode 8 done and dusted. Get out there and see Godzilla 2, King of Monsters. And hopefully it knocks it out of the park so that we can be prepared for Godzilla vs. King Kong. With, two, with only two more episodes left of Movie Relics, make sure to jump on board and even go backwards and take a look at our back catalogue of episodes. We've covered some really good movies so far in 2019. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>